You are listening to the Quite Useless Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Quite Useless Podcast. My name's Jordan Shaw. Uh, and I'm Erin McAvoy. And this is the podcast introduction we haven't finished writing yet. Um, we should probably come up with something to say there. Something to describe the podcast. Um, arty. Arty. <laughs> this is this is the podcast that is arty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that I mean, it's a reasonable description. We don't have many description or any description right now because we're not started it yet. We'll just see what it turns into. Well, we we have a vague idea. Yeah. It's going to be about music. It's going to be about theatre, films, art, visual art. Yeah. Anything else? Anything else that comes under the umbrella of art, uh, which is dance, I like dance, arguably everything. Yes, dance, the culinary arts, <laughs> martial arts. Right. Okay. Um. So this is our first episode. Uh, I'm very excited to finally be doing it after a long period of time preparing. Yeah, a big wait. Excited. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also in the room with us is our producer. Max Tyler, he's not on the mic, you can't hear him, but we promise he is here. Uh, he'll be here throughout, pressing buttons, twiddling knobs, um, <laughs> generally ensuring that we are audible. Uh, and if you can hear us now, he's doing a dashed good job. Yeah, I know. Um, so, are you ready to are you ready to get started? Yep. Yeah. On you go. I feel like we should have a bigger introduction for our, for our first episode. Well, but. if you feel like you need to do something else, we can go back and add. Maybe we should that. do like some kind of drum roll. We're about to start the Quite Useless podcast. <laughs> he hit me Starting for that. At, yeah, actually, Max probably wouldn't have approved of a drum roll. Maximum overdrive. I can't All right, stop let's go. That. Let's talk about art. Mm-hmm. So, Erin, what, what kind of art have you been engaging with this week? Um, well, I went to go see Kubo and the Two Strings. Uh-huh. And that was I really want to see it. I've yeah. been so excited about it coming out. I still haven't seen it. It's so good. It was so good. I went to go see it with my friend and she was so obsessed with it. Even like as soon as she found out what it was, she was so obsessed with it. So we went to see it. And it was it's really good. Like the animation is amazing. And that stuff. company is, they have extraordinary animation. Leica. Yeah. Who who made uh, Coraline and Box Trolls and yeah. Paranorman? Love. It's, one of, it's all stop motion, isn't it? It's I Google love stop Paranorman, but I've yeah. not seen Par- I've seen Coraline and I was utterly in love with it. Yeah, I love Coraline too. No, but um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, no, I wait till the end. So I watched the film and then my my friend was crying at the end. So bring tissues. But um, did you cry? Is it sad? No, I didn't cry, but I really enjoyed it. Like I understand why she was crying, but I didn't cry. But I waited to the end, and then at the end, after all the credits, um, they kind of show you one of the big monsters. Like, it's all, like, suspended and stuff, and they're, like, taking photos of it and, like, moving it ever so slightly. So it's kind right, of showing okay. you... Right, okay, so it's a sort of Yeah, it's kind of showing you how... But it's bigger than you thought it was going to be. Like, I thought it was going to be, like... Have you ever seen, um, like, how they made the corpse bride? No. Where the little, um, like, the mannequins were quite small. They were right. about, like the length of your forearm okay so like yeah i know that's always the case that i've seen like making of harry potter and stuff yeah you see like the outside shots of hogwarts with just like a tiny model no but it was like they were quite big but it was like massive it was um 
I don't know. It's probably I don't know like how to like measure it, like what kind of size it was, but say say like um I don't know. It was just a lot bigger than I thought it was going to mm-hmm. be. It was like um say you had like tables stacked on each other, like three tables. Oh right. It was like that big. It was bigger than that, but that was probably like the size of its like head because it was like a okay. skeleton, not to um give anything away, but yeah. That's good. Cool. I, I I'm just sort of entranced by the idea of stop motion I just find I it so insane like how someone can can do such a painstaking way of, of making film I think like I, I couldn't I could never invent stop motion animation like if I if I were to come up with that idea I would just immediately write it off because I'd be like that is far too much work no but it's amazing it that people amazing. do all that work just and the end result is so worth it and the story is really what, good. Well, as well. Yeah, I was about to say, what do you think of the story? Because I, I, I know a lot of people, when talking about Leica animation, have said that they're, the animation is beautiful, but it's sort of visually amazing. But sometimes their plots can be slightly weaker than, say, Pixar. What do you think of it? Yeah, but no. Um, what do I think? No, like, I like, I love like Paranorman, and I love Kubo, and yeah, you can say that their plots are kind of like like overused and stuff but I don't think it really matters like they do it in like a new kind of way and yeah it's like an adventure but that's what you want right so I'd, I have no complaints good I thought okay, it was, I thought well, it was it's so good it's getting extraordinary reviews five stars from me I loved it <laughs> I would go see it again it's like usually when you love a movie because it's so much money to go to the cinema you wouldn't yeah. go see it again but I would go see it again I would I would spend that seven pound. Oh, that's a wholehearted recommendation there. Yes, I'm quite useless podcast. I'm I'm happy to also endorse your recommendation. I have every I think, faith that it's going to be brilliant. I think you should go and brilliant. see it. I think everyone should go and see it. It's so worth it. No, but what have you been doing? Um, I've mostly been been returning to uni, so <laughs> that has been taking up quite a lot of my time. So I haven't had a whole lot of time for art, but I've been squeezing some things in. Uh, I bought, well I didn't buy, but my friend bought for me and the, her some tickets to see Bon Iver mm. in February in Edinburgh at the Playhouse. Are you a big fan? I'm rather a big fan, yeah, I think. Um, so you're I've excited? Been since the very start. It, didn't, it seems like ages ago that the first album came out, but I think it was only like 2008 or something. I don't remember. It seems like they've been around for ages. Terrible memory. I've seen them before, I saw them, well I never know whether to say them or he, because it is sort of Justin Vernon's musical collective that he comprises yeah. every time and just employs some, some musicians. But I've seen it's like them... It's like what? It's like Hosier. You don't, you don't know if you should like oh, right. address them as like... I always thought Hosier was supposed Dave. to be his name. It is his name. But he always has like the band with him. Right. Or like backing singers and stuff, so you never I'm know if you should say they... Yeah, like Marilyn Manson as well. Marilyn Manson's called Marilyn Manson, but the band is also called Marilyn Manson. Yeah. So yeah. it got very confusing. I remember once I think Bodenver won, uh, they won an MTV award or something. There was a lot of people on Twitter going, "Who's this Bond guy?" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've seen them before. I was front row at the Usher Hall in like 2013, and they were utterly extraordinary. It's they such played, a good memory. They played mostly stuff from their newer album, but then they did like old like acoustic versions of. Well, I think it was acoustic originally, but it was just like Justin Vernon and a guitar did "Skinny Love." It was yeah. incredible. Yeah, so I'm very excited. That's about the that. only one I really know, and I think that's the only one that Is most people really know. <laughs> yeah, but I knew it before. I like the Birdie cover. I knew it before she covered it. Yeah. But like, it's a I great th- song. I'm, I've listened to like some others, but I'm not a super fan. 
So no. I I don't know. Like if you were to say a couple of song titles, that, just go over. No, my I mean head. their new album looks like it's gonna, not going to be one for people that aren't super fans to get into. It looks quite pretentious, shall we say? That. Like <laughs> even the titles are filled with with punctuation and and his lyrics. What's are, the title? The title. What is the title of the album? You don't even know. Uh, I'll look it up. No, Such because a bad the, super fan. The t- <laughs> but the titles even of the, like the songs are. Like they're filled with different punctuation and some things are in uppercase, some things are in lowercase. No, but I love that. Twenty two like, a million it's called. Twenty two what? Twenty two comma a million. Twenty two a million. I like that. Um yeah, I, like that's... I like but his, things. His that are lyrics were always really like opaque and you couldn't understand them. But like it's even worse it's even more the case in these ones, so it looks all very pretentious and exactly the kind of thing that yeah. I'm into. So I'm quite excited. <laughs> pretentious. You're into that. Alright. I think we've we've chatted enough about what we've seen, but it's time to get into the wider world that we've got a news segment. Do we? <laughs> we do have a news segment. I, I just bumped the edges this of paper there to, to make it sound like news. It's not news to you. I gave you the running order before. Oh, well, well, well. Um, who would like? Would you like to read the first item? I would like you to do it. Okay. Because I'm not 100 percent sure what any of these things are. It is time for the quite useless news. <laughs> wow Boop. what is that Boop. that's the wee beeps that happen on Radio 4 before the news oh my god first item of news Skepta has won the Mercury Prize okay what's the Mercury Prize <laughs> the Mercury Prize is a prize that is awarded uh, every year in Britain to what is judged to be the best album released in Britain in that year it's a period of a year so it's the end of last year and this year well well done well done, Skepta. Do you know who Skepta is? Uh, no, let's uh, need to get on top with all this. He's doing pretty well. He's been, ar- he's been around a while. He's a grime artist from London. That keeps coming up to me, grime. Gr- yeah, it's doing. It's, grime's getting pretty big. Yeah, I need to like find out what it Dizzy is. Dizzy Rascal, you know. Yeah. He, he, he's grime. Right, right. It's okay. kind of a, a very Londony kind of rap. Um, my, yes, and Skepta. My cousin album. is into Grime. Konnichiwa. All she listened to when she was up here, I was just really? like, what's happening? I've never got properly into it. I like rap, but I don't, I'm not in love with it. But I'm trying, I'm getting into Skepta. I, I'm, I came around to his album, the yeah. one that won the Mercury Pass. I really, I, I, it wasn't quite for me at first, but then I listened to it more <laughs> and I, I got into it. But it was a... I probably need to go Google it. He won, last year, The Guardian decided that his song, Shutdown, was the best song of the year. Guardian really likes Skepta. I'm not, I don't agree that it was the best song of the year, but it was good. I'll need to go Google it. Actually, we'll play a bit of it. So right. surprised I don't know it. I'll play it now. Right, here's a bit of Shutdown by Skepta from his Mercury Prize winning album, Konnichiwa. Hey, man's never been in. When it's shut down, that's not me and it's shut down. Ring, ring, ring and it's shut down. Fashion week and it's shut down. Went to the show sitting in the front row in a black tracksuit and it's shut down. Touch the road and it's shut down. If a man wanna try me, no time. You saying but when I run up on stage, I pick up the mic and it's reload time. Don't know your songs, but they know mine. That's why I got gigs just like Joe Grind. After the show, I'll be rolling mine. Alright, so we I mean we haven't actually just played it there. Like we've just left a gap and we'll edit it in later. So Erin's still not heard it. Yeah, but still, what do you think you're gonna think, Erin? No, I don't know because I've no idea what. I'm it must be good at one American um, prize, yeah. and it was it, it was up against a fair bit of competition. There's a lot of a lot of these albums. I've heard most of them, not all of them, but the ones I've heard are really good. David Bowie was on it mm-hmm. with Black Star, mm-hmm. which I kind of wanted to win. I don't know if it's did it not win. It didn't. No, Skepta won. 
It got oh, nominated. Right, right, okay. It got nominated, and it definitely should have been. It's my favourite album of the year, regardless. I, I decided when it came out in February I or thought, January that thought, it was my favourite album. I thought your favourite album was Kanye West's album. No, <laughs> it's not. Although we're going to talk about that later. Talk about it so much. It's not my, no, it's not my favourite album. It's not even my favourite Kanye West album. It's actually my least favourite Kanye West album. But it's still good. Oh, wait, I kind of remember you saying that. Yeah. I'm just... Uh, Anoni, that album was good. Hopelessness was on the was on the Mercury Prize shortlist. That was an excellent album. I thought that might win. It was a sort of political thing about. I mean, there was one about because I really like animals. It was a really good one. This is new to me. Like animals. I didn't even know there was a prize or anything like that. Yeah, it comes out every year. It's so surprising that I didn't know that. So it's good that I do know it. James Blake, you know James Blake. He won it in twenty thirteen. Alt J. Oh, I love Alt J. He won it in twenty twelve. The XX. We listened to the XX album. A couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah. Yeah, they won it in two thousand and ten. Oh, so proud of all Jade. <laughs> the Radiohead uh, were nominated this year. Have been nominated five times, but I've never won it. Oh, that's that was bad. Uh, Savages as well. A band called Savages with their album Adore Life. They're sort of post punk, and they're really quite good. I don't know if I've heard them. I need to go and Google. They're good. So many they, things. W- I need what to they Google. do is that with each record they release, they also release a manifesto. In, in the in the spirit of the sort of early 20th century avant-garde uh, so it's very cool it's quite pretentious but it is also really cool but have. you love pretentious stuff that's what we're that, learning about yeah, you that is that is my kind of thing yes alright so item what, item 2 excuse me oh, I was going to ask you what other news are what you other news what other news yes what's, what's next in your newsreel next in news <clears throat> Tracy Ehrman's there's a Tracy Emin exhibition opening up at Tate Liverpool that is showing the My Bed piece that we're going to talk about later. Although we bring it up a bit later yeah. in the podcast because there's a bit that we've already recorded that we're going to edit in so we know what we're going to say. You don't say that, you imbecile. But like, well, people will know that it's, it was recorded before because my voice sounds different. So yeah, there's a Tracy Emin exhibition opening up at Tate Liverpool. Um, it's a Tracy Emin uh, installations with also William Blake paintings mm. but you had painter William Blake you know your stuff you know your news oh yeah I'm well prepared <laughs> William Blake is also a poet um, he's a kind of a man of the arts generally um, born in the a man of the arts yeah a renaissance man he lived from the, the, the 18th century to the to the 19th and he wrote poems and, and I love painted that. things imagine being called a man of the arts I've just called him it now I don't think that's a phrase I was, I was looking for a phrase in my mind maybe it was renaissance man but I'm, I've dubbed him a, a man of the arts a man of the and arts. Um, he should be getting the recognition because he was in his time he, he was not very well appreciated but now mm. as, as, as renowned I'll need to go and google that as well <laughs> t- tiger tiger burning bright in the forest of the night that's William Blake I think I've got it right. I recognise I, I recognise the name, but yeah. I'm not sure if I know anything specific. Well, his paintings are being shown with Tracy Emmons' work at Tate Liverpool. See, I wish I could go and see it, but so do I. I don't know if I'd be able to go down to get to Liverpool. Well, it's on for a year. I think it's open till on for a year till the seventh of September next year. Seventh. Especially that my bed piece. I'd really like to see that because I think it's one that you kind of need to see in the flesh as it yeah. were to appreciate it I think it'd be so fun just to walk in and just be like wow like what it'd just be so interesting I've seen it in photos and kind of zoomed in and it looked, it does look quite grimy and disgusting uh, so I'd like to I'd like to see that in the just in real so life good. we should go down at some point 
I've never been to Liverpool. Me either. I'd like to go. I've hardly been anywhere. I've barely even heard the Beatles. What? I've heard the Beatles. Right. I've only heard. I've actually <laughs> only heard one Beatles album, which is Sgt Pepper. Obviously, yeah. I picked up other songs, but. You know how Here Comes the Sun? Yeah. That always comes on when I'm walking down Hope Street. Where does it play from? My phone. Oh, I see. Okay. Right. Yeah, but like it's always, always, always when I'm on Hope Street, and I find it weird. That's interesting. But it's like, oh, I should have hope. Yeah. But yeah. Any other news? <laughs> yes, there is more news. <laughs> There's one more item of news and it's probably the biggest one. Um Such it's really the elephant in the room. People will be Such sitting an exaggeration. People, no, people will be sitting listening going, Why haven't you why haven't they mentioned the big the big news? Actually I say this now, like by the time this comes out, there may actually have been like really significant news. Like someone might pro- presumably several celebrities have died. Several big <laughs> men of arts or women of arts. Um, but this is the this is the big news at the moment as we record. Um, new Winnie the Pooh stories are being written, featuring a penguin, which I really wanted. To, I'm a big fan of Winnie the Pooh, so that was big news to me. I've never really um, got into Winnie the Pooh. I love Winnie the Pooh. Like, okay. it's never been like a big thing. Like same with Pokemon. I feel like I should be in that like fan thing. But I'm just not. In, like, I was going to say that, I mean, certainly with Pokemon, I don't know if you're slightly too young for the peak peak Pokemon time. But you're definitely too young for peak Winnie the Pooh time because it was written in the, the early 20th century, but it still managed to, to reach me. I know, but like even some of the people I know, like some people who are my age, completely they're completely obsessed with Winnie the Pooh and love it. But I was never really hmm. into it just because... I don't know. No one ever really gave me anything to do with it. Well, it's not too late. I think the the, the stories can very much be appreciated by children and adults. Yeah. They have a sort of quiet. There's a there are books that have been written called the the Tao of Pooh in the Day of Piglet about the sort of philosophy in Pooh. Like it's genuine sort of philosophy books about. So amazing. The kind of philosophy behind what is there not like a thing what's his name christopher robin robin yeah see i don't even know his name so bad but was it not like a thing that he's like schizophrenic or something i don't know like and that's what the whole <laughs> story is based upon that's how his, no, like, he his had... toys are real or something i don't know if that's why he thinks they're real but they were real toys i mean it was a.a uh, mellon's son was christopher robin and he wrote the stories about his son and and, and the toys that he played with and this um penguin addition to the Mm-hmm. to the Winnie the Pooh canon is based on a photo that was found of A.A. Milne playing with his son with a toy penguin and the, the artist who's writing it uh, what's his name? Like, so Brian Sibley who's writing it thought let's imagine the penguins were in the story like, so I don't know why the penguin never turned up in the first place well see when like see when you immediately say like um, a penguin in Winnie the Pooh for some reason I immediately go to Madagascar and think of it as a penguin like that. One of those penguins. Well, they, yes, they are penguins. My first thought was, <laughs> this is ridiculous. What would a penguin be doing in the Hundred Acre Woods? And then I remember that Winnie the Pooh yeah, also has a kangaroo and a tiger and a yellow bear. Yeah, um, so, you know, think about it. Um, what I've thought about, as I've grown up, like, I, listened, I, I watched Winnie the Pooh when I was a kid. I read the books. I had the audio books. And I listened to them and repeat. <laughs> well actually there were tapes back then I had the audio cassettes but it's only as I got older that I noticed that all the characters in Winnie the Pooh are male apart from Kanga who's a mother who's who's just essentially just a mother she doesn't really have any other 
qualities or personality. It's not the most feminist well, story. Let's start talking about feminism. <laughs> Damn. No, but um. You sort of don't think of no, them in gender terms, though. See, you don't think of them as male or female. I don't think. Yeah, but I think that's the point. Like, especially if it's um. Written based on like a child playing with his toys, like it's just like what's going on in his head. Yeah, especially a male child. I don't like, know, but see, when I think back to playing like with my little sister and stuff, like I think. I think it was kind of like evenly based but when you were like playing games a lot of your characters or my characters were female mm-hmm. just because you are a girl i found a lot of people like even like regardless of gender like i saw people talking on online and saying like they always assume that dogs are male like they think male is just the default for dog like they have any of that but you just assume like well obviously like, some cows are female because like, they all are female um, the way the way I see it is um, basically if someone is getting a dog they're more or less going to get a boy dog because if they get well a dog, dog does mean male because it? it's dog what's dog, dog and bitch not, yeah it's, that's what what bitch so bitch is a female dog but dog is a male dog the male dog is just called a dog oh right see I didn't know that no but the way I think about it is like whenever like someone is getting a dog they're usually going to get a boy because a girl like whenever it's the time like all the if you take her for a walk all the other dogs will be like going crazy or something oh. and then people does that not does no, that not get undone when they I get i'm not finished when they get neutered sorry <laughs> yeah it does but like that's what i'm saying people are more likely to get a boy dog and people are more likely to get a girl cat because boy cats spray the girl cats not, does what does spray mean like mark your territory p yeah why don't girl cats do that because i don't know it's do just, not, what do they do they just so they're all girl cats are all just backed up with urine oh my god constantly how do they get rid of it that's very good no this like, is this is very much off no, topic like, but I'm it's fascinated like a, it's like a it's like a male dominance thing so like they'll right. spray their territory and like you know yeah so it's just the men that do that yeah like of course f- that's why female like that's that's why people generally get female cats because really? they don't spray wow so if you I go to I was expecting some, to learn that today like if you go to someone's house and they're more likely to have a female cat than a boy cat. But there are people who get boy Bagpuss, cats. he was a male cat. Didn't see that happening, Bagpuss. Oh my god. <laughs> You're just a child. I swear to god. Um, yes, including Winnie the Pooh news and the news. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm very excited about it. The drawings look nice. The drawings done by Mark Burgess, obviously not E.H. Shepherd. Basically half my lines in this podcast will be, I need to Google it because... <laughs> half of the stuff you're talking about is just completely new to me which I think is quite good no yeah that's kind of the idea behind the podcast is we're going to talk about things you're familiar with and we'll talk about things you've never heard of yeah um, I mean there's a whole we have a whole segment at the end devoted to this to, to exploring exactly. art that you might not have found otherwise no but also like I think it's kind of good that we've got like I'm not saying that um, not knowledgeable but I just think you're um, more I don't know, like, you have more knowledge in, like, trivial things. Like I've lived like, slightly longer than you yeah, as well, so I do You seem advantage. to know what's going on a lot more, and then <laughs> I'll know something that's happening, then I'll forget it. But you're, like, a proper artist, though. Actually, we should have done this at the start, but we'll do it now. We should have introduced ourselves. Yeah, but no. you're, like, a proper actual artist, yeah, but you're and like, I'm not. You're a critic, though. Like, you know how to successfully and effectively evaluate things and critique them properly, <laughs> and I'll just be like, yep, I liked it. But it's good to come out from different, different yeah, angles, from a, a, a maker of art and a, and a critic of art. Yeah, but I think that's interesting, like, because there'll be people 
who'll listen to it and they'll be kind of like me and they won't know anything and then that'll be kind of interesting no you don't know anything no you're, but you like, got into the Glasgow School of Art straight from school wow yay as you were telling us today you're like that's like one percent two percent two percent two percent of, people, of people straight from school but no um what I was saying was it's just it's a good um balance it's a good way of working it that you have more like information and I've more like I've also have a tendency to be quite academic and yeah. wordy and so you can <laughs> tell yeah. me to stop it what what was the word you said today advertisement oh, no I said advertisement That's which just... is a particularly big word that is how you say it no but it just sounds ridiculous but yeah so but you'll be able to translate I remember when I was in Sweden like a year ago and I was talking to I was staying with my friend who, who was au pairing and there was a little kid there a little Swedish kid who only spoke a bit of English who was it. what he was au pairing. What does that mean? Babysitting, kind of. Like an actual job, though. Why do you not just say babysitting? Because that's what it's called in Europe. But anyway, yeah, she, so I was talking to the little kid and I really struggled to, to not use big stupid words. Unbelievable. think of the easy ones that this little Swedish child would know. <laughs> Pretend I'm a child, talk to me with your small words, that'll be fine. We have also been graced this week with a new album from... Graced. Graced, yes. A new album from South African rap rave Weirdos, <laughs> D'Antwoord. Yeah. Um, it's called Mount Ninji and The Nice Time Kid. It's called what? The album. It's called Mount Ninji and The Nice Time Kid. It's just so interesting. It is, I yeah. I just want to know what goes on when well, they're writing songs and when they're like talking about yeah. stuff. D'Antwoord are, are, are a group that inspire rather um, marked first reactions and you hadn't heard of them or seen any of their work until no, think, today so I what did what, um, what did you think I think I'd um, kind of heard a few of them like I recognised the tune mm-hmm. and the melody and some of the words and but, I think you're freaky yeah and I like you a lot yeah but I'd never really you know heard of them or seen what they looked like and seen their videos or once you see what they look like you're not yeah, gonna forget you are you like, you don't forget but i think that's good the shock factor it yeah. really works it's like you either have to make an impact you have to make an impact some way and i think like shock factor is yeah, a good way to yeah. do it i think they're very interesting um in yeah. terms of what they're doing like performatively because there's a lot of discussion over how much what they do is an act they're very um, they sort of embody this Zef culture it's known as in South Africa which is a sort of um, working, not working class um, like a sort of white trash it's like a, the white trash equivalent in South Africa but it's like a term of pride like white trash is usually used as an insult but you yeah. would call yourself Zef as a sort of marker of pride and they've tried to sort of embody that culture yeah. Um, and they, b- before they went to Diantwoor, the the couple who who are in the group, well, they're not a couple anymore. They were in a relationship, but the the two artists, uh, Yolandi Visser, whose real name is Henri Dutoy, and Ninja, whose name is uh, Watkin Tudor Jones, they were in another group where they like wore suits and stuff and looked really smart. And then suddenly they came out with Diantwoor and were doing all these shocking things. Ninja got covered in tattoos. So it's just so interesting. I yeah. Think, like, like, um, but there is a sense that it that it is an act, but yeah. they're so into it, like 
even in interviews like, they keep up this I think like this act. yeah on some level it is an act but on, like you could get really into that and maybe you're also putting yourself in it as well like you know well what what is interesting is that Ninja um, who's the sort of rapper of the group or the main main rapper um, and their very first song um, Enter the Ninja it's called there's a video of it on YouTube uh, he says well we'll play a bit of it now this is the this is the very very first bit of Enter the Ninja by Deanne Ward Chaplin I represent South African culture in this place did a lot of different things Blacks, whites, coloreds, English, Afrikaans, Kosa, Zulu, Vatuka. I'm like, all these different things, all these different people, to one person. So there he says, he's ninja is supposed to embody some kind of melange, some kind of mix of all the different cultures in South Africa, uh, which yeah. is where they're from. They're from um, Johannesburg. No, they're from Cape Town, sorry. Um, and the word means the answer in Afrikaans. I just think it's really interesting. Like, you can watch their video or like um, listen to them and be really judgmental and say, oh, that's ridiculous, oh, yeah. blah, blah, I don't like it, whatever. But see if you hold all that judgment in and actually listen and like hear what they're saying and like the way that they're interacting or what they're doing in the video and stuff mm-hmm. and how it all melts together it actually makes sense like i kind of like what they're talking about like what they're trying to say but i'm not saying i'm their biggest fan but i like what they're doing certainly they're not for everyone uh yeah. there's a good video on youtube i recommend that you look it up you know how they do those react yes videos. i there's, love them so there's much. an elders which is like uh, older people react to the word I was kind of expecting them to be a bit more hostile to it than they were, but they were generally quite open-minded about it. For some reason, I prefer the um, kids react. I just think it's right. so much funnier. I don't think the word isn't really suitable for kids. No, We try to make this yeah. podcast suitable for everyone, so if there's any swear words, we'll bleep them out. Um, swear words? I don't swear. It shoots swears. In the Kanye West segment, I did quote Kanye West, and uh, we have to bleep it out. Oh, yes. Yeah. Remember? Terrible, <laughs> We definitely terrible, need to bleep that one out. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the, uh, probably not suitable for kids, words. Um, but they just going back to what we're saying about it being a sort of performance or being an act Yeah, it's not really clear I think Ninja did a, an AMA and sort of Q&A on, on Reddit the other day and mm-hmm. was saying how it's not an act it, it started as an act but he sort of embodied Ninja and it became him I guess um, like yeah you could start off something like start like acting a certain way but then like the more you like act like that or like whatever you're going to end up just naturally acting like that mm-hmm. so it will eventually the guy's covered not in tattoos like, he got tattoos all over his body he's got tattoos in his face now all in this sort of Zef style so it's an extraordinary commitment to it yeah if- see exactly like I don't think if it was an act he would have gone to that extreme it would have been like fake tattoos or something but I think it must be like he must like feel like that or act like that anyway mm-hmm. so saying it's an act is like maybe like when I think to say to say it's an act is not necessarily derogatory no I think like yeah like um I think that's the way he is but maybe in like videos or 
some stuff like, he like that. He like plays it up to get like a bigger reaction because mm-hmm. like that's what you want. You want an impact. You want reaction from They've it. Definitely got impact on reaction. They've been quite controversial in some ways. A lot of people have. I don't think they're as popular in South Africa as they are elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, their work kind of goes a lot into South African politics, yeah. um, like the politics of race, and naturally this stirs up quite a bit of controversy. Um, they've used blackface in some yeah, of their videos. Yeah, that, that was really surprising Did to me. Did that really jump out uh, at you? Like, because immediately, as soon as like, um, the camera like went on them and it was like that, I was just like, oh, I can't believe they did that. Mm. But they use blackface, but they also use whiteface. Like, yeah. they, they get painted up like super, super white. Yeah, and I think that's fine. Like, it, especially because it wasn't just their face. Mm-hmm. It was like, she was like covered in it. So you could like argue that it was for artistic expression. And I think stuff. it was for artistic expression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But other people will argue that it was racist and stuff. But I don't think that's what they're trying to do. I don't think they're trying to be racist. They're trying to like attack racism. Like, and yeah, talk it's, about it's it. hard to, to address race and to address like, the situation with. Yeah. Yeah. race in South Africa especially um, without potentially offending some people mm-hmm. um, but they do seem to you know as Ninja says in that video he's he's trying to embody all these aspects of, of South African culture Yeah. and I guess when they're waiting up or blacking up in that way they're trying to show blackness and, and whiteness in their purest forms and yeah. That sort of that sort of contrast to ninja. If you've got a, a person painted up all black and a person painted up all white, ninja's kind of in the middle. So you've got these sort of two poles. That black and white imagery comes up a lot in their videos. Um, like Pitbull Terrier was a song they released a couple of years ago, and in the video for that, there's one woman dressed up as like a cat in all black, and one woman dressed up as a a cat on all white. I'm not always sure what they're saying in the videos. Their videos are always very interesting. No, but mm. I think that's that's what it's like. Maybe like it's maybe interpretation. So, I think like all art is kind of like that, and it should be like that. It shouldn't just be like, oh, that's that one thing. That's what that means. Mm-hmm. Certainly, there's a lot to interpret. There's, there's been a lot of discussion over over Dan Ward and whether they are yeah. being progressive uh, about race and about South African politics in general, or whether they are just huh. sort of confirming stereotypes. Um, I don't know. I don't have an answer. Yeah. Uh, but I do. I do like their their work a lot. They've been very influenced by. Uh, American photographer called Roger Ballen who lives in, in Johannesburg in South Africa uh, yeah. especially in their video for I Think You Freaky which is one that you quite liked um, <laughs> you're like going a bit extreme to say I quite liked it Max just sneezed there if you heard a sneeze <laughs> we're proving it exists no. so yeah he co-directed <clears throat> I Think You Freaky with Ninja um, and Roger Ballen he, he's equally stirred up quite a bit of controversy for he, yeah. he takes photos of people who are sort of marginalised in South Africa in really sort of dingy, grimy settings. Yeah. It's all in black and white and he takes... It's photos of people like with, with face, facial, physical deformities mm-hmm. or, you know, things wrong with them. Um, and I'm trying to be really careful with my language yeah, here. I'm not really sure saying. what the words are to use, but, you no, know, it's... Like, I know what you're, I know what you're he's saying. Trying to, he's trying to put a spotlight on figures who are maybe shied away from like mm. things that people don't think about yeah, yeah, yeah. so and there's been controversy over you know whether controversy <laughs> controversy controversy over whether oh my god he's exploiting these subjects or he's giving no, attention to them and empowering them i need to see his work like just like listening to them and then even listening to you talk about it like 
I'm not their biggest fan, like, even though I just basically heard them this week. Um, I'm not going to go out my way to, like, you know, listen. I wouldn't listen on the bus or anything like that. It's, <laughs> no, not, it's, it's not bus music. <laughs> no, it's not. Like, some people like it. But it's not my kind of, like, style, you know? But, I will, like, I really want to go and, like, listen just to even, like, hear what they're talking about because I find that really interesting. I did say when I sent them to you, you really might not like this but you won't be bored. You always send me stuff I don't like, so... <laughs> I just assume. A, I mean, D. Antwoord are really not a boring group. No, um, yeah. And their plus, new album, we haven't really talked much about that. Do you, sorry, you have something you want to say? Plus, I really want to go and Google the photographer now. Roger Ballin, yeah. Yeah, because, like, yeah, I just... It's well, just interesting. It's kind of, the kind of imagery that is in the I Think You Freaky video, mm-hmm. I'm going to try and get up, up an image to show Erin. If only we could send out images... Um, you can. We podcast. have an Instagram. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Actually, maybe we'll link to to Roger Ballon's work, in yeah. like the description, or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's photos of of sort of marginalised figures with like some kind of physical deformity, maybe, and really dingy, unclean settings, like with rats and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's quite uncomfortable to look at. A lot of the time, the artwork music is quite uncomfortable to listen to, even even if you do like it. Um, but even if you're like just watching it some of like the imagery that they use is just even when it's not like like blacking up or anything mm-hmm. like that even just stuff like they use like contacts in their eyes and stuff that mm-hmm. freaks me out as well but it's just Yolanda Visser is, so is sort of terrifying um, yeah but in the, in the there's also a lot of comedy in, in D. Antwoord um, and you know you saw the video of it's called Fatty Boom Boom I've only seen half because of Lady the Gaga in it, and they sort of make fun of broke. Lady Gaga. The internet did break, yeah, but they sort of make fun of Lady Gaga, and then they're kind of they're very self-aware, uh, as you, you know, we discussed that how, uh, how it's a performance and stuff, and they're very aware of their own image, and you kind of get that sense in in Mountain Ninja, the Nice Time Kid, the new album, because the first half of the album is very much in the same vein as the their previous work. It's it's very rave. It's very there's a lot of comedy in it. There's a couple of tracks yeah. by a, a, a rapper. I've said that with inverted commas that you can't see. But a rapper called Little Tommy Terror or Lil Tommy Terror who's six years old and That's raps so cool. and raps some songs. I, I wish we could play it. It would be pointless to play it because we'd have to bleep out everything because it's just him swearing. <laughs> They've just got a little six-year-old to say horrible swear words. So, I mean, it's very funny. But there's a lot of comedy in it. Uh, Jack Black's in a song called uh, Rats Rule, which is, I, we can play a bit of that. Like, this is uh, Rats Rule off of Mountain Ninja and the Nice Time Kid. I just love it. I just honestly, it's so interesting. And regardless if it's your style of music or not, you should just go and listen and watch their video and look at it and for yourself, like think about what is happening on the screen in front of you because 
everyone everyone will have a different opinion or reaction to it yeah like my reaction is like the only way i can describe my reaction is like you know how the emoji where it's just like the really wide eyes mm-hmm. that's the only way i can describe my reaction <laughs> i just want to move on talk about the latter half of the album this because it, there's a sort of change there i think after that kind of rats rule song yeah it starts to go really dark talk away there's a sort of <laughs> there's a sort of general circus feel almost through the whole thing a sort of cabaret oh, love feel. that that, I need to go and listen to it. Yeah, you should, listen, so you should listen to some of that album. Um, because they sort of switch and it becomes very dark. Yeah. Um, there's a song... They, they actually put a love song in it, which is sort of bizarre for Dianne Ward. It's a straight-up love song. It's the last song called I Don't Care. But there's a real vulnerability. <laughs> Great love song, I don't care. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. It's about I don't care if anyone say something about a relationship i don't know it's a, it genuinely is a love song though i checked the lyrics um which is odd for the word so there is in the second half of the album this sort of vulnerability that comes through yeah. it's and it's kind of i felt really uncomfortable listening to it why i don't know it's just unsettling like the whole feel uh yolandi visser's in it a lot and she has that really high-pitched childlike voice mm-hmm. but she's also quite scary um, so, so it feels really uncomfortable it's, it, it reminded me of like some stuff that Eminem would do on his early albums like uh-huh. Slim Shady LP we had a sort of there's a sort of menacing feel to it you have so much general trivia like I don't know how you keep it all in your head I've just heard Eminem I quite like Eminem that's why your hair is so curly <laughs> like full of secrets but, yeah it just catches <laughs> it catches trivia they get caught in the car. that was a Mean Girls quote so surprised you don't know what Mean Girls is. Do you know what it is? No, I know what it is. I haven't seen it. Unbelievable, unbelievable. I'll I'll watch it. I'll, yeah, I don't know how I've managed to survive in, in modern culture without having a a backlog of Mean Girls references. Yeah, I know. Like full of references, amazing. What's the one that people always say? Four for you, Glen Coco. That's the one. Yeah, I know that that's <laughs> from Mean. I don't know what it means. I know it's from Mean Girls. I don't think anyone knows. I sound so out of touch. No, but. I don't want to ruin it for you because I'm going to make you watch it. But it's when he's handing out candy canes. That sounds good. And Glenn Coco is a person. Glenn Coco? Yeah. Is that his real name? I don't know. It's a film. Alright, I think we've, we've talked enough about The Antwoord. But, yes, the new album, it's quite good. Mountain Ninja is a nice time, kid. Yeah. It's, it's kind of bipolar in the sense that it has this sort of rave, fun, comedy start and then it goes into a more vulnerable... Yeah. Place. It's like a, an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. It's an experience. So the, the lead single, Banana Brain, that's one of the rave, jumpy. The happy names ones. of the songs are just yeah. so good. But then there's ones like, like Alien. Uh, I'll play a bit of Alien. I'll play a bit. Of, maybe I'll play a bit of Banana Brain first, and then compare them. So this is Banana Brain from the first half of the album, which is the lead single. <laughs> So that one, yeah, that one's quite upbeat, mm-hmm. um, very much in the vein of a lot of the previous work. But this is a, this is Alien, which comes, I think it's like the third last, the fourth, fourth last part of the, the album. Alien. 
there's a sort of in her in her voice it's almost nursery rhyme feel it's like a child she's like a little creepy child singing along people um, kind of like that though like people like to be scared yeah i mean i don't like to be scared but i like to be made <laughs> to feel well, uncomfortable we, we've still watched the conjuring that's gonna happen yeah i've never watched a horror film and aaron's determined to get me to watch i one. love horror films i'm gonna be so and afraid i can't watch gory horror films but supernatural love it i've seen jaws jaws is not a supernatural horror no, film it's, it's not even a horror it's film quite scary I've seen a bit of The Shining and I've seen the bit in, in Lord the of the Shining. Rings when Bilbo goes all evil when he goes and tries to the next Frodo's ring. That's not even anywhere near. That is scary. I have to skip that every time. See on every Spotify, see on Spotify they have like uh, um, an advert right now for Unfriended or Friend Request. What was it? Oh yeah, I saw that advertising. There are two I, different I films. I'm talking about Friend Request. That's the Sorry. Skype one. Uh, no, Unfriended is the is that the Skype that's the Skype one see it's so confusing but there's a new one called Friend Request or something and it's on Love Film I think right Um, but yeah every time it comes up there's this bit basically where she's like oh this person added me blah blah she's going through all my posts and then she walks up to the door in the trailer and then the face just pops up and every time I see it it freaks me out and I can't even listen to it one like quite recently it was when oh it was not that recently it was like a year ago but you remember when the whole gold and white dress blue and black dress oh, thing was happening yes. my mum gave me a video <laughs> that was sort of purported to explain the phenomenon and I was looking at it and it was showing it was talking about the, the dress and stuff and then suddenly there was a big scream and the little girl Linda Blair from The Exorcist popped up and I literally fell over I just fell onto the ground that and reminds, screamed that I was so upset of that um do you remember that video that used to go around ages and ages and ages ago and it was like the car that went down this yeah my dad sent me that he should have known better that's not <laughs> it's so funny a parent shouldn't do that to a child oh i was really God. young it's too funny the time. it's too good no i'm gonna find that send you <laughs> no i'm not gonna watch it i know better now fool me once shame on shame on you fool me twice shame on me yeah <laughs> i nearly did a george bush there i was thinking about that the other day the whole george bush thing when he starts like quoting the who the who? The who? He sort of he tries to do that. He tried to do that quote, and he was like, "Fool me once, shame on, shame on me." Right, Fool we get twice, the point. Right? And then he was like, "You can't, no, you can't get fooled again." Stop waffling. I used to love it when teachers said that. Don't waffle. Yes, we mustn't waffle. No, so we've covered the ant words. They're very interesting. Yeah, you go can check and them listen. Out if you don't know who they are, go and listen. Watch Google. Even if you have no interest in any of it. <laughs> It's you, you don't just, have to. You just have like you need to just see it once to, very weird. to understand. Yeah. Yeah. So you know you got like that shock factor and stuff and that like oh I don't know if I like that like con, con- what's it called controversy I almost mm. said conspiracy like controversy right and um basically just remind me of like Sia's video for Elastic Heart and everyone was like what one's that. The one where Maddie is dancing with Shia LaBeouf. Oh yeah, I love that video. It yeah, did to stir up a I lot love of controversy. I love it. I think it's amazing. I think it's so good. I like. I don't think there's anything wrong. People were concerned about pedophilic undertones. Yeah, but I didn't get that at all. It's got nothing to do with that. But I can understand where people were getting that idea and how people I, were freaking out. I don't out. know whether they just got it from the fact that it's a man and a probably, child. Probably. Like, I didn't get that at all from the thing. Yeah, but that just reminded me of that, and I love Sia, and I always like to bring her up. <laughs> <laughs> you do love Sia, yeah. You do a wonderful cover of Sia's Chandelier. Thank you. We haven't even gone into your musical background. Well, we can talk about it at some other stage, but let's continue on with my other obsession. 
We're not getting to that yet. What? That's that's the best for last. You're actually breaking my heart. <laughs> okay, so what we're gonna do now is we did a we had a recording session a few well, it's more than a few weeks ago because I think we did it in like July and then we had to break for the fringe because I was very busy and very stressed and we couldn't record. Yes, because you're a critic. Critiquing. Yep. No, but also because we couldn't find any space. Oh yeah, we had trouble with space. But we're here now, we've got a lovely space in Toonspeak. Yep. Uh, Young People's Theatre in Royston. You should check it out. So what we're going to do is, we, we recorded stuff then and we were like, well we don't want to just get rid of this. So we're just going to edit it in, if that's alright. We're not going to make a habit of this, but we'd recorded it. So... Our voices might sound younger. Oh, yeah, <laughs> younger. Yeah, because it's in the past. Younger. Yeah, I was I was twenty one when we recorded this. Wow. But mine won't sound younger because I think because I, I I was ill at the time. Like I was proper seriously ill. Yeah. Like just imagine like a, there's a whole like a drip of lemsip going straight into my veins as we were recording because I was just clinging on <laughs> to to help. So my voice is a bit gruff and. Also, we were in like Max's house, so I wonder how like <laughs> it'll sound different. Like oh yeah, it might acoustically space. sound different. Yeah. Never thought of that before now. Oh well, but yeah. So, what um, we talking about? What we talking about? So this is this is what we said about Kanye West's album, The Life of Pablo. What it's also it? it's also out of date because we talk about it. You talk about the whole Taylor Swift thing about how the but the that doesn't that doesn't even then, matter because like no, it doesn't matter. It's, people are still talking about like see when it was a big thing and people were talking about it. I had no idea what was going on. Like, I think I'm just oblivious to like <laughs> things that are happening. Like, I've always felt like this. Like, I I'm do just get like, that impression from you sometimes. <gasps> I feel like I'm just two weeks behind. Like, no idea what's going on until after it's a big deal. And then everyone's finished talking about it. And I'm like, oh, did you hear about it? And they're like, that was two weeks ago. That's <laughs> like, oh, sorry. But, so yeah. when we mentioned that bit, it's out of date and, and you mo- know much more than we did at the time. But it's good to have dramatic irony in the podcast. It's almost, it's almost a piece of art irony. in itself. So here is our conversation about Kanye West's The Life of Pablo. Get some music chat going. Yep, so what? We're, well, we've both been listening this week quite a lot to the new Kanye West album, mm-hmm. Life of Pablo. Based on your. I said, yeah, I said you, you should. You recommended it. Yeah. it. Well, because you, you said you hadn't heard it. You're not a huge Kanye fan, are you? Uh, no, not really. You hadn't heard any of his work before? Well, probably heard like the really popular stuff, yeah. but never like listened to his whole album. Okay. Well, what, like what did you think of Life of Pablo? I actually quite liked it. Obviously, there were some songs that I liked more than others, mm-hmm. but I thought overall, like for the kind of like genre is and what he's like telling a story about, I liked it. What do you think he's telling a story about? I don't know, just what goes on in his world. Yeah, it's very much about him, isn't it? Yeah, but I think everyone's songs are in some way about them a lot. I think the way he approaches himself on the album is quite interesting. Like what. I'd heard the album quite a lot before we listened to it this week, but when I like when we listened to it this week, I sort of sat down and just listened to the album, took some notes, and I got a whole lot more out of it that I didn't get when I first listened to it. And I think it's an album that has, although it's not quite as consistent as his earlier work, it really has a lot of depth, and the way he approaches his own identity in it is very self-aware. Yeah, like I actually really liked in quite didn't expect it really like the stuff that had quite a lot of like choir yeah like, that the gospel sound yeah was a big I thing I really it. really liked that mm-hmm. I thought that was really good I think that the first song has a lot of the gospel sound and yeah. ultra light beam which like is definitely that. one of the highlights of the album yeah I really really liked that one like I thought that was like a really good start like, I would I would definitely, just yeah. listen to that all the time but like there were some that I was like 
uh, I don't like it that much. There's nothing that's really like grabbing me or anything because there were ones that I didn't like as much but I still like liked things about them. Uh-huh. But there was like one or two where I was just like, no, this is not one of the best. I think it was really, it was quite inconsistent compared to his other work. Yeah. Um, but the, he did some really interesting things like with the whole gospel choir thing and juxtaposing that with rap with rap yeah well with rap and with everything rap entails yeah. it was like a the album felt like a sort of investigation of of who Kanye West is uh, and how many Kanye Wests they are there are like see his um little uh kind of like I don't know how long it was like maybe a minute like the song that's like I love Kanye I love Kanye yeah I just felt like obviously like, I didn't really look into what it was about but I just kind of felt like he was just reading out people's comments about him right and he was just like I think so yeah I felt like that's what it was and he would just put it in a song was it not acapella as well or was that a different one it was acapella yeah so I I just kind of felt like he was just sitting in the studio recording or whatever and then just was like taking a break and then went through his like social medias and started (laughs) reading out the comments yeah I felt like that's what that song was I feel like I love Kanye, although it's hard to call that sort of song, whatever it is, that little clip track. Is, is, yeah, track. It's like, it's very important in terms of the album's overall theme, like, because he starts with this, uh, he starts with Ultralight Beam, it's this gospel choir track, and there's a whole sense of, of unity, and of family, and, and spirituality, and a feeling of hope, I yeah. think. And then as he moves on into a song, the second song is Father Stretch My Hands, mm-hmm. part one and two there's a, a, a f- sort of sense of fracture and an artificiality that begins to sort of creep in with like, uh, interjecting vocal samples. And yeah. He starts to use autotune there. And actually, that's a very interesting juxtaposition. Like, I actually like some of like the way he loos- uses like, like autotune and some of the yeah. like vocal of like effects because it's so overused now to make people sound like... Oh, they're not even real but it's obviously trying to make them sound better than they are but I think he used it really well yeah. so it's not like trying to make him sound better than he is he's like happy with the way he sounds but he's just using it to like create an effect and yeah, I, thought I think that you're was absolutely like, right that yeah. was like, it I comes really in for that. a lot of stick but Kanye really knows how to use autotune I think Yeah. and it really helped him with because I think on this album he was kind of deconstructing mm-hmm. who Kanye is um, like if the song Famous is probably one of the best uh the best songs in the album yeah if we can play a clip from it that there's a line that I think is really really important and it's at the very start Wait, what um, is it? this is the start of Famous uh, from Kanye West's album The Life of Pablo oh, 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 oh. Find myself sad it's looking at know me best I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex why I made that shit famous I made that shit famous for all the girls that get so that's a line that, that came in for quite a lot of attention understandably um, Taylor Swift wasn't so happy about it but I think it's it's a really important line on the album like he, he talks he talks to he's addressing his south side um, which kind of show how Kanye is, is a different person to different people there are different personalities within Kanye West and this one is directed to the south side and then there's know me best that know him best there's a sense of irony there mm-hmm. um, and well, then like the line that came in for a lot of attention I made that b- famous it's obviously untrue you know it's, 
he Kanye West didn't make Taylor Swift famous. She was already ridiculously famous before he burst onto a stage and, and pushed her out of the way to talk about Beyonce's album. <laughs> and I think Kanye West, when he says that line, he absolutely knows that it's not true. And it kind of highlights the artificiality of Kanye's public persona. Mm-hmm. And then that's something that comes comes out clearly and I love Kanye when see, he talks about multiple Kanye's like see when you're like critiquing something yeah. it's so smart in the way that you like come about it you're like oh it means this so it means that and I'm just sitting here like yeah I liked it well that, okay. that interpretation that's what I got from the album although I didn't get it until I sat down and really delved into it mm-hmm. but I think there's a lot of evidence there to support it it does and although Kanye West he can come a, he can come across as a, a, a bit of an odd guy he really knows what he's doing musically. He's been making consistently great work since 2004 or since before that when he was just a producer. Um, and although this isn't, this isn't his best album, I would actually say it's probably his weakest, it does still do some really interesting things. Mm. Um, if you had to pick a song on the album that you think is the best, which would you go for? The best? Or your um, favourite? Not necessarily the best. I really liked Ultralight Beam. And famous, but I liked Wolves as well. Those are my choices as well. Wolves is also good. Yeah, I like that a lot. Probably just because Sia's in it, but Sia is in it. Although Sia was not always in it. No, this is something that's definitely worth talking about about Kanye's album. (laughs) That he released it eventually after saying, "Oh, I'm going to release it," and then didn't release it, and then there was a big delay on it, and then he released it, and then after he released it, he continued to update it, changing tracks, adding things, taking things away. Maybe that was the point. Maybe it was like an all artistic kind of way of doing it. Like you add and take away things from yourself. Oh. Maybe, yeah. That's a very generous way of looking at it. Not that you just released an unfinished album and then wanted to change it. But <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's something that's worth talking about because maybe that is something we're going to see more of in future. No one has done this up until, up until now. And Kanye's always been very much a trailblazer. He's, I think he's changed the way that hip hop's direction. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see over the next few years whether this is a model that gets more widely adopted. What? Like, taking of, an of, album? Of releasing an album and then being able to continually update it. Almost getting a subscription to an album that is then changed. I don't know what that yeah, means. Yeah, but I think that makes it interesting. Because then, like, obviously it would be bad if he took out a song that was really, like, successful and popular. But you could just add so much to it. And especially because you're, you're always changing your mind. So... Yeah. I kind of like that idea that you can take and... You can also never really take stuff out. You know, like, if he releases an album, people buy it, people download it, and then he decides to take a song off it, that album still exists, that version of it still exists. So he's just creating multiple versions, which I think prompts one to ask, which album is the album? Which version is the album? That kind of reminds me of, like, Mark Twain. Like, he... um, wrote this story called The Mysterious Stranger but wrote uh-huh. about 14 or something versions of right. it so you have no idea which one is the one that he specifically wanted people to read and then he died before he could like you know finish it or whatever and then I can't remember who it was but this person just got all the versions together and got this book and then I think he wrote a version as well and then published it so it's just really confusing if you go and you buy it and then people are talking about it because you might not be talking about the same one. 
because even the characters are different and the yeah. story is different. So Mark Twain's way ahead of the game. Yeah. Kanye's just coffee and him. Yeah. Exactly. I think maybe it's something we'll begin to see to see more of, and we'll need to try and look at at music and at albums in a different kind of way. It's kind of like theatre. You know, in theatre you have a you have a source material in the play or, or the performance, a sort of form of, of, of the art that you're creating, and then you recreate it every night into a new performance. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It's never the same. It's like when you're performing live, like, unless you know exactly the, like, notes and stuff that you're going to hit, like, you always sing it a bit differently. Yeah, of course. So like, and this is just releasing those, those differences. And yeah. You can't really pick, you know, if you sing a song ten times, you can't go, okay, that one, that one, number six, that was the song. The other yeah. ones were just imitations. Like, I have this song that I wrote that's like, there's this bit where... Basically, it's about like tension and then let it go. So there's this big bit where I just scream, and every single time I perform it, I scream it differently. So like, it's never ever ever been the same. Yeah. So it's just like that, I guess. Like, it's always going to be different, and I kind of like the idea that he can take and add to it yeah. as he wants to. And I think, in another way, this is an album that's really sort of changing the face of music because of how he released it. He didn't release it physically. You know, you can't go to the shops and buy this album. Um, yeah. I don't know if you can even download it on iTunes. Um, Where do you get it? Because I listen on You can Spotify. get it on Tidal. But it's really, it was sort of difficult to, to find on the usual channels. You can't go into HMV if there are any left where you live to go and buy that album. And I, I saw, like, just yesterday, I saw some statistics come up on album sales. Mm-hmm. And it said that last week, Kanye sold one copy of The Life of Pablo. Uh, the rest were, like, downloads. Sale and, and streaming, which is that really says something about you mean the like way illegally? music is headed. No, uh, like online, oh. you can download it, but you sold one copy. But then, does that not count if you're downloading it? You sold it, yeah, but it's very, very different from buying you know, how actual... we used to do it. Yeah, I think music is almost entirely moved away from the physical. I'll find that really hard on like birthdays and stuff because you used to always like you could get someone a CD for their birthday that you know from a band that they, they might yeah. like you can't really do like, that anymore I feel quite like bad like in that sense for like musicians now because you always like say you go to a gig and it's um for unsigned musicians and they'll say at the end of their performance that they're selling CDs at the back but yeah. because it's a CD no one's necessarily going to buy it and that's what I feel bad about because like it's Maybe really there's a way to, like if you sell I've seen people sell like download links like you, you get that on like a flyer or something and they say okay go to this link and you can download the album for free there's also an option of people getting really cheap but USB for free sticks. like or for free not necessarily for free the one that I got was for free but you, they could charge it you know like on Bandcamp or something yeah you can link to Bandcamp <laughs> but yeah I think although it's it's somewhat of an inconsistent album it's one of it's, the, it's at the weaker end of Kanye's output I think it's one that's very important and one that we'll still remember in you know, 20 years time and 30 years time as something that was very seminal. Yeah. Like you can say that like it's not his best album but it's still a really, really good album in my mind. Yeah. I think it will be better remembered than for instance I don't, I don't actually know what to say because I think all of his albums are excellent. Uh, but like uh, 808's and Heartbreak you know mm. we're going to be talking about the life of Pablo when we've stopped talking about it, it's some heartbreak yeah. because I think although it's not a perfect album it's very very important and very very grounding <laughs>
was what we said about Kanye West's Life of Pablo. I haven't even heard it yet, and I've, it was a wee while ago, so I forgot what we said. But we liked it, didn't we? Please say Kanye West again. Kanye West. Can you not? I'm sorry, I can't help <laughs> No, but continue. I'm glad sorry. you're amusing yourself. Oh, it's the only way I get laughs. So, yeah, we liked it. Did you like it? <laughs> I actually did. I was so I surprised that I did. Yeah. Like, my little sister really like she goes through like phases of liking different kind of music and for a while she was like completely obsessed with Kanye West yeah and I would good. always hear it and just be like oh but I actually really enjoyed this mm. album yeah me too it's good it's probably my least favorite we've said this we said this we probably said this in the actual segment yeah but well, but it's a good album can edit it but it's not his best but looking forward to see what he does in the future yep he's always interesting can you, can you we're not? lucky to have him in the world <laughs> oh my god Back to, to back to live. That's the end of the Woo! pre-recorded segments. Back to today, and we're back to a segment that Aaron is very excited about. Yes, it's a segment. It's got. <laughs> we're going to be doing this segment every week. It's called Choice Cuts. I thought we were going to say we're going to talk about Stranger Not, Things every week. You just giving away the big surprise. Okay, you can just edit that. It's a segment we're going to do every week called Choice Cuts, yep. where one host is going to recommend a piece of art to the other host who's going to go away and, and look at it and listen to it, whatever it is, and then come back and report back on their experiences and what they thought of it. Yeah. This week is my turn. Erin has given me a piece of work to, to watch, and it was Netflix's Stranger new Things. Stranger Things, yes. Please play the theme tune right now. So that is a wonderful theme tune uh, by Survive for Stranger Things. Um, Are you sure it's by them? Yes, it's by Survive. I can't believe you don't know that. No, because I've seen a lot of different people do it. I don't know what was the original. No. So, well, I mean, when you recommended I watch this, it had just come out and had not yet quite inspired the fervor that it has. Everyone's talking about it. I love it. You do love it. (laughs) Tell everyone how many times currently you have watched it. Currently 17, 17, but I'm sure... Whenever this airs or whatever, it will be. Yeah, it will be much more. Yeah, <laughs> much worse. I don't. Th- I, I mean, I, I find it hard to believe that there's anyone in the world that has watched Stranger Things more than you. Surely, even the editors haven't uh, watched this much. I'm pro. I'm sure there is someone. Like, I'm not completely obsessed to the point where I've made a fan page, but we'll see. <laughs> there are plenty. You don't need one. I know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But you are a veritable expert. It would. It should be your special subject. Should you ever go and mastermind? Um, and it's Love good it. to have you here to yes. provide any information. <laughs> yes. Do you so, have you found that like every time you've watched it, you've found new things? Well, every time. Well, more more like every second time. Right. <laughs> because like you watch it and then you watch it again, and you're just like, oh, that's so good. And then you watch it for like the third time, and you're like, oh, I didn't really even click on that. And then you watch it again, you're like, right, love it. And then you watch it again after that and you click again on something and you just have like different like revelations about certain things. So watch it, watch it again. And again. And <laughs> well, again. You were you were just entering your fandom when you recommended it to me to watch it. Entering so your was, fandom? What I was expecting that? quite a lot and quite a lot. Overall I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I know but it was good. I think that's also the the funny thing. Like people are like, Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And I'm just like, so obsessed. Yeah, you, yeah. Love it. 
You absolutely love it un- unconditionally, oh. even at, oh, even right. its flaws. It's like a child oh, because that... I, I I had some issues with some of it. I thought it was very very good. Yeah, there are some there are some things, but like I can so easily overlook those because everything more or less is a super high quality, and I just as far as you're concerned, love yeah. it. Obviously, like people are going to have like different like um, opinions of it, but. I think because like I love like Stand by Me and E. T. and mm-hmm. The Goonies and all the movies like that, and um, like for some reason my sister hates them, despises them. Like I put on um, Stand by Me recently, and um, when I was watching it, she took the remote and turned it off and then deleted it from the planner, so I couldn't even watch it later when she wasn't there because she hates it that much. So I think but even she likes Stranger Things. Oh yeah, I know. Of course. No, but um, even like so when Stranger Things came out. It was like a big melting pot mix of like all of the things that I love anyway. All these 80s films. Yeah, are, that I yeah. couldn't really watch. And then, then because it's on Netflix, I can just watch it upstairs. I can watch it wherever. That and was one thing that I thought Stranger Things did excellently. Um, it was clear the from nostalgia. the first... nostalgia. Yeah, clear the from the first episode that they, they, they did a wonderful job of, of creating this 80s atmosphere. Like it felt authentically... Yeah. Plus 80s. the music and stuff, and like obviously the um, <clears throat> incidental music that they wrote for it was amazing, and also the songs that they picked out, like because some of the songs were like originally like '60s songs, but they like chosen um, versions where it was people from like that time who'd like we sang them and stuff like that. Right. Okay. So I just thought it was really like they they did really well in picking like the songs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, the music was definitely a high point. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, whether it's the the '80s music or the the music written by Survive, mm-hmm. which everyone's going daft about. They've released a vinyl LP you can get. Is it not uh, Kyle Dixon? I think it's by Survive. Well, I'll double check, but whoever. No, wrote because it. like, see, um, basically, I love Spotify. Spotify is just what I use. Like, not really a SoundCloud person. Don't really understand how it works. Or iTunes either. I don't really get it, but Spotify. Fortunately, I do. So you will be able to hear the <laughs> podcast on both of these yes, mediums. Yes. No, but um, so Spotify. And um, I'm pretty sure it's Kyle Dixon on Spotify. It is. Because okay. it's like... Um, I'm pretty sure it isn't. The volume one it's and not stuff. on Spotify. Kyle Dixon might be just some bloke that's covered up. Maybe. It's not on but Spotify. It is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Not the full What am I track. listening to then? Not the full score. Hold on. Unless they've just put it on. Right, it doesn't matter. No, I'm going to, I'm getting the name. Right, you know right, okay, I mean? while you get the name, You're I'll not... talk about a bit of what I thought of it. So, as well as the music and the way that they managed to evoke this sense of the 80s, yep. the, the performances of the young cast and it really were extraordinary. Um, yes. They were remarkably good. I made my mum watch it and it is, it is Kyle Dixon. Let's see. Look. I wish I could look it up because the internet's working, not working on here. Wait, I'm confused. It definitely is. Hold on. Go to this album. Just talk, you know, if you look, if you want to go and get lunch or something, you should do it now. What album by Kyle, Kyle Dixon and Michael Stein? That's probably Survive. Maybe their name is probably okay. I'm glad it's on Spotify now. I said it wasn't on Spotify. It clearly yeah. is now, so which is good. So I'm going so to go and listen Google to it. it. Good. Okay. Just... So you can get it on Spotify. The soundtrack's very good. Um, but yeah, the it. performances of of the young cast who who played that you know the main roles. They were the stars. Uh, what were their names? Getting Getting Matazaro. 
love Millie him. Bobby Brown, Caleb McLaughlin, and Finn. Finn. Love him. It's a Finn. And Noah, name. don't That's forget Noah. Like Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, and Noah Schnapp. Love his name. Schnapp. I think the, the, they were all very good. I think. I think they the all. The one that stood out was Millie Bobby Brown, who played Olivia. Yeah, obviously. The young girl. We won't I give honestly away feel like spoilers. a proud mother or something. I'm just like. She wow. was a girl who'd been sort of experimented on. Yeah, this sounds really weird, right? But see, the first time, like, I watched Stranger Things as soon as it came out because obviously they had like the trailer on Netflix. So, like, I seen the trailer and then I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch that. And then I watched it when it came out and I watched it with my friend and we had a full on all nighter watching it, just sitting with food and just, oh, it was good. It was a good day. But that's what you should do if you're gonna watch it. I've already watched that. No, I'm just saying to anyone else, if you're gonna watch it, preferably don't break it up. Like, just get immersed in it. It's kind of like a film, yeah. It's yeah, kind it's of like, like an a film. Eight part film. I, I've seen several people say this. It's like an eight-part film, yeah. Yeah, because, like, people are like, oh, I've just watched episode one. And I'm like, but you could easily just, like, not go back. Like, you mm. have to get immersed in the world. It's like, if you were watching Harry Potter and you were having a marathon, you wouldn't just stop at the second film, you know? Well, you might, because it's very long. You're probably well, quite well, tired. But if you were having a marathon, that wouldn't Even be Even very... the first two films are very long. Okay, right, we should probably get into some of the details rather than just letting you just gush about how wonderful wonderful you thought it was. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Millie Bobby Brown, yes, excellent. Yes, she's yes. going to be a star. I think I can't imagine a future in which she does not become a big movie star. A she's star really star on the rise. She barely had any lines, but she had such. I don't want to use the word presence because it seems pretentious and it's a sort of nebulous. No, but uh, I know you're talking about because it's, it doesn't. What does it mean, presence? But she has it. She was absolutely occupied the the screen yeah anytime she was on um so she's wonderful yes i thought the kids were great and i thought i thought all of the cast was great but like the kids like just like the grip of them in general like whenever they were on the screen like that was like my favorite bit yeah well they have wonderful chemistry um Um, but winona ryder yes winona ryder was was so good so amazing like i know like distraught mother yeah basically she's basically distraught for about like five out of she gets increasingly episodes. increasingly uh over the edge she yeah she gets on edge and, and but i was i was talking to um sam someone about it and they were just talking about how like her posture and the way she walks and the way like like have you ever like noticed it the way she walks like it just kind of adds to it because she's like all oh, she's all hunched over and yeah stuff. now you it, mention it yeah. and um yeah she's just so good in it she did, yeah, she did well, looking quite sort of frazzled and, and frantic. And yeah. Because she, without wanting to give too, away too much of the plot, she loses her child and yeah. she's... But I think that's pretty obvious because the first episode is called The Vanishing of Will Byers. Yeah, in the first seven minutes, which are on YouTube free, if you yes. don't have Netflix. Yes. You can watch that, it's very good. And he gets nicked by a light bulb. But what? But, but it's turns not... Turns to be slightly more than by that. by a light bulb. I'm just... I'm trying to, to tantalise with plot. Tantalise? surreal stories in which people get captured by light bulbs this is for you yes um but i think it was very very good and the reviews have all been been glowing but i feel like the wait pause i have a little bit of trivia for you because i'm so surprised i have trivia okay. because i never know anything <laughs> but uh woman rider is like you know how um uh, obviously because you're like an actor person as well you're like theater buff but um so you know how the stuff that they blow into actors' eyes to make them cry? I think 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not always done. People can just cry. But I like can a, cry. Like on film, especially for like Winona, because she was always having to cry. Right. Like what? she's allergic Onion to Onion powder. No, she's allergic to the like the powder that right. they blow on your eyes or something. Because like I was obviously like, so obsessed just watching loads of interviews. But um, yeah, she was saying that she just had to cry yeah. a lot by herself. Yeah. So I thought that was really amazing as well. Like just yeah. pure. It's hard to do, yeah. It's just, yeah. Just thought I should add that in. Well done, Winona. A little You're bit listening. of trivia. We appreciate your efforts. Yes, yes, yes. No, but continue what you said. What was I saying? I was saying, they're obviously critically and commercially, well, I don't know about the money, but I mean popular in, uh, between, you know, the average person has, has, who's talked about it. I'm just babbling at this stage. Um, it's been very, very well received. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the 80s elements of it sort of blinded people slightly to its faults. They were just like, so they got so into the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I think there were some plot issues that I mean I read a review that said they thought that it was very very good because the plot the, the, the plot was good because it was tied up at the end but I didn't feel that at all it was tied up at the end in as much as the thing that happens at the start no the, but like the, see the, 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 the capture of Will uh-huh. is, is resolved yeah, but there no, was a but... whole load of other threads that they threw out that they just didn't tie up yeah no but like right so obviously you're not as obsessed with me and you haven't been listening to like all the interviews but like see um, there was an interview with the Duffers and uh, the people who wrote it the and Duffer created brothers yeah. yeah sorry sorry the Duffer brothers sorry I just I feel like I know them all <laughs> but anyway no so there was an, an, an interview with them where they were talking about how Basically, they didn't want to draw it out. They wanted it to be like yeah. quite short. And the only thing they really wanted, like tied up at the end, was that Will was back. That oh, sorry, spoiler. But well, you know that's going to happen anyway. You get yeah, captured you, at the that, start. That's the you kind of thing you know. Gonna come. It's more complicated than that, though. It hasn't been spoiled. Let if you re- haven't watched let it, me and Aaron rephrase, just said that. Let me rephrase. It won't spoil it for the you. The only thing that gets tied up is the conflict with Will. <laughs> you can't go back now we're not editing that out damn damn we'll put a minor spoiler tag in the yeah no but honestly well yeah that was the only I mean there was a whole load of the people who were experimenting on a living it was their motives weren't clear wait with this monster where it you're giving from? away more spoilers doing? than me I think I'm good at like keeping it wrapped up okay well we'll, we'll mention there are some spoilers in the description but um nothing we've said is going to spoil anyone's enjoyment of it I don't think um, no because I think you can kind of tell that immediately from when you first see her like it's clear but well, they say it pretty early on that yeah it's really especially because it's like the, the government and stuff and it's clear that so yeah but that whole thing about the government like it, they just didn't bother explaining that it. it was just they found well and they were like oh it's the end and I, I don't know how much they're going to cover it in the not the really I think part. it was a pretty good cliffhanger like well the, yeah I, do, I wasn't going to mention that but there is a bit of a cliffhanger that kind of leads them into the, they've that got, was, already got a new series and they've said it's going to be more of a sequel I'm so excited yeah like so see but I, as I was about to say I don't know how much they're going to go back to the, the first story if they're saying it's going to be like more like a movie sequel are they going to tie up these things about no, the like, motivations but, of, of the okay. experimenters obviously I don't know everything because I'm clearly not involved in you know, it at all you know close enough to but um, basically they were talking about how it's basically a continue, continued story but it's like the year after right so it's like the, uh, also introducing new characters I read yeah one's called Should Max be. Max but she um heard that noise my AVG trial has expired that's great no but like so have you seen the have you seen the um the trailer for season two 
where it's just like well, loads of words yeah yeah so did, uh, did it's the get, episode titles yeah i didn't get that at first i yeah. was just like it went right over my <laughs> head and like i was just like what but then like see if you like um so see if you like look at the titles of the first season right they're pretty like they give you what the episode's about so see when you like look at the titles for the second season you kind of can like guess kind of what's happening because obviously we don't know you can, what's yeah, happening theorize. but you can guess so like the they're introducing a character called Max and the first episode is called Mad Max right. so is it so it's like, like that was a good film that bodes well the yes. remake of Mad Max that yes. came out last year have but you seen like, it? no I've actually not seen That's it very good I should probably go watch but no um, people were like it's either going to be about Max which it probably will be because it sounds like a nickname rather than a like talking about Mad Max the film or it could be about Mad Max because they were talking about how when they uh, showed Millie like Bobby Brown who yeah, plays Aladdin. yeah when they were like um, like trying to convince her to cut her hair they showed her a character from Mad Max who had her hair yeah buzzed Imperator so it could be about something. that but I think it's more likely to be about a character well, yeah. we'll see. We can only we can only speculate. I know. I'm going to have a party, by the way, when it comes out. I'm sure you will. I'll, <laughs> we'll I'll, talk about it on the podcast. I'll be dressed up as eleven. Just wait. But yeah, I'm very glad. Thank you for recommending it yes. to me because rate, I, I rate your experience. It. Rate my experience. Rate it. Rate it. Rate. So what? A scale of one to ten. No, uh, you've wrote right there zero to five, and I thought that was really funny how you wrote rate experience. Sharing my notes with everyone. Mm. I'm just. <laughs> That's just the running order. Yes. So, all right, I think it was, what would I say? If it's zero to five stars, I would say four stars. Break I'm going to give, as soon as you think, four stars. I'm going to give it. I, but I recognise that anyone else stars. would probably, or most other people would say four, or four and a half or five. I'm giving it 11 stars. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. But yeah, I liked it. Thank you. And next week, it's your turn. I'm going to be finding <sighs> some kind of... Or not next week, are sorry, we, in two Are we weeks. having like a spoiler? What are you going to make no. me watch, no? I mean, we might do that, but we're not doing it now because I haven't decided. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, so it's Erin's turn next week and she's going to report back on something that I've yeah. made her watch. Hopefully it's something I like. Like, I chose something you'd like. Maybe. Ish, yeah, you got to choose something that you think the other person's going to like. Damn. It can be things you... I've made you listen to D Antwoord. That was a risk. But that was interesting. liked it. So, that was... Stranger Things. Don't you think the word strange is strange? Like, look at it. Okay, we'll just leave that there. <laughs> no, we're keeping that in. We'll no, but like, the G looks so weird before the E. It does. It looks so weird. So, we're coming to the end of the first, the pilot episodes. Yes. Of the, well, actually, it's not really a pilot. Like, a pilot is something that you give to, like, a commission and editor to make them make your show. But, like, Stop, we call it the We've pilot. commissioned this. The only reason we're calling it a pilot is so that you forgive us our mistakes. Oh, God, yeah. And forgive my complete, our lack of focus and enthusiasm for Stranger, stranger Things. No, I'm, I'm sure it's very infectious. <sighs> if you want to be as happy, and as, del- <laughs> as ecstatic as Aaron, go and watch Stranger Things. Be but, a little bit it's simple. Been good. It's been nice talking to you, exploring some, some stuff, some arty stuff. Yeah. And I look forward to continuing I'm, to do it. Over I'm excited the next- for next week. Me or too. the week after. The week after, yeah, it's going to be fortnightly. Fortnight. We, we've got lice weeks. and we're struggling to, to fit it all in. But each fortnight. I thought you said we've got lice and we're struggling like, no, Well, with hopefully it. not. Um, <laughs> so funny. But before we go, we've got uh, a few people to thank since our first episode. Yep. <laughs>
Would you would you like to elaborate, Erin? Oh, I'm sorry. No. Um, well, first of all, let's thank Max. Yes, producer For, Max. Yeah. He's done a very good job. Just, I'm going to clap too, so it sounds like there's more people in this room. <laughs> you didn't clap with me. Oh, sorry, I clapped before. He's done marvellously well. He's not feeling very well, and he's managed to hold in his coughs yeah. for all the times that we take a break, and that, he lets that, them all out. That's a skill So we're, we're deeply proud of Max. So, well done. And we'll see you next week, or whenever we record. But um, also, Toonspeak, for yeah. letting us um, use their room. Toonspeak, Youngfields Theatre, and, and Royston, or Townhead. I'm not sure of the difference, but, you know, yeah, it's, I, it's I here. Toonspeak, Youngfields Theatre, yeah. They, we very kindly let us use their space, their studio. You'll find recording. it probably faster than we found it it did take us a while <laughs> the taxi driver didn't know where he was mm-hmm. but we made it yeah they saw us wandering around outside going is that is that the front door and they waved us in so yes thank you to tune speak but i really like um i really like the room and i really like um what they're what they do yeah well we're gonna take some photos so you yeah. can have a look at the room plus i yeah, found some Toonspeak's some uh, hand puppets and also, um, speaking of Toonspeak, I want to say thank you to Shelby Johnson, yeah. who really helped us uh, when we were developing the podcast, uh, and she works at Toonspeak. Um, so yes, thank you, I Shelby. I didn't know she worked here. She does, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that's double, double thank you. I think if you go on Toonspeak's website, she's like the first thing. Or maybe that's the Youth Arts Hub. But yes, the Youth Arts Hub. We need yeah. to thank Glasgow Youth Arts Hub, yes. without whom we really couldn't have done it. Without, I mean, that sounds a bit of a cliche, but they gave us... The money. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, we've we done just, it without the help of you know funding and. You recorded it on your phone. Wouldn't have been the same. It really wouldn't have been. So <laughs> no. yeah, and they let us meet a lot of people who who helped us. So thanks to the Glasgow Youth Arts Hub. Yep. And finally, especially to Claire O'Hara, uh-huh. who used to be, who was the head of the the Youth Arts Hub and who has been a wonderful friend and Lovely mentor. Lovely woman. She's yes. Yes. She's great. She's so nice. I have only wonderful things to say about Claire. Only good so. things. Thank you so much to Claire O'Hara. Plus, I'm going to thank you. The podcast and everything. From you can thank me. Yeah, because you're the one that came up to me and was like, "Do you want to be a co-host?" And I, I was like, yeah. "What are you talking about? What's a podcast?" So you genuinely <laughs> didn't know what a podcast no. was, did you? So thank you for all your information. No, no, even no. in the podcast, you basically run this and just no, tell I, me I all these things. It. It's, it's collaborative. I know. Definitely. I like honestly, I had to Google what a podcast was. I just tell people it's like a radio show. But yeah, on the internet. but not live. But not live, yeah. But I suppose you can do radio shows that aren't live. Well, and, and thank you for being being very good, being very talented Thanks. musician <laughs> and artist and... Shucks. Enthusiastic podcaster and Stranger Things fan. fan. Oh, oh my God. Oh, wait, I didn't mention my week in art. I went to a life drawing class. Oh, yeah. You but, go that every week, don't you? Yeah. No, I don't go? go every week, but... Oh, you don't? Um, so, the, if you're interested... It's on a Monday night in Sloan's in Glasgow, and it's all the young nudes. I think that's funny. I like it. Was oh, that in Sloan's? Yeah. I thought that was it's, Flying it, Duck. That's a different nudes. night. I think that's a Tuesday, but I don't know that, so don't hold me to that. But I know it's on a Monday in Sloan's, but it's pretty busy. Like every week, it's chock a blocker and right. like it gets really warm and like claustrophobic. But it's really good, and it's a fiver, so it's affordable and good. Cool. Check and it out. do it. What we but no, the thing I was going to say oh, right. is there was a there was a girl there and uh, I was like um, I was meeting someone but I showed up late so I had to wait in the line, not where they were, and then there was a girl behind me and um, she had a little like tote bag thing mm-hmm. and she'd like printed on it herself but it was like the Ouija wall from Stranger Things. I'm calling it a Ouija wall but people Ouija call wall. it the alphabet wall. Oh, 
I call it a Ouija yeah, wall. Ouija. But yeah. I thought you meant Ouija as in Glaswegian. Oh my god. <laughs> no, Ouija as in Ouija, Ouija board. Isn't it Ouija? Ouija. I don't know. I don't trust you. It's spelled with an O anyway. You can say whatever you want. I don't trust um, you in your words. What we haven't done this week, uh, because it is the, the first episode, is have a guest on. We're planning to do that every week. Yep. Um, we'll have guests from the art worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have our first one planned for, for two week. weeks from now. I keep saying um, next week, but it's two weeks. It's Courtney Mackin, who is a, a young musician from yep. Glasgow. My birthday twin. She's going to be... Is she a birthday twin? Yep. Oh. Same birthday. Cool. Is it... You're the same age though, isn't you? Yep. So you're born on the exact same day. Yeah. Oh, so you were talking about Alt J earlier. Like last year for our birthday, we went to see Alt J. Just yeah. popped into my head. Yeah, that's all tied up nicely. It's at the all end. tied up. Unlike Stranger Things. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> so Shocking. Courtney's going to be in next week. Uh, we're going to talk to her about her arts practice, uh, and she's going to perform a song. She's very, she's very good. Like she we're, is very we're good. We sang yeah. together, and then um, I don't like. I'm not saying my voice isn't like high, but I think I've got quite a low voice, mm-hmm. especially for like a girl. But even that's like quite like sexist or whatever. But that's no, not sexist. <laughs> Girls do have, have higher, higher voices voice, than but men. I think my voice is quite low, but um, Courtney's got this lovely high voice. She and does, yeah. yeah, she's excellent. She's we wouldn't have her on if she wasn't. But yeah. Uh, so we're we're gonna we're gonna leave you today with one of Courtney's songs, an original, to prepare you for next week. So does it have a name? It does have a name. What's its name? It's called Negative Space. So I've thank heard you. This one. It's good. Thank you. It is good. That's my favourite one. So thank you for listening. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed the episode. We've certainly. Oh enjoyed yeah, and our thank yous. We forgot to thank the people who are listening to us. Yabron. I just did it. Yeah. Oh sorry. I don't forget. <laughs> you might have. Oh my god. So thank you for listening. Yes. Um, thank you been, for listening. Thank you to Max. We're thank you to Speak. To the next few weeks, uh, or, or the next indefinite number of weeks, because we're yeah. we're gonna we're here to stay. I think so. Unless thank we you get for listening. Booed well, off the internet. Um, yeah, unless you ask us to leave. Oh, oh, I forgot. What what did we forget to do? It's written on the run order. We've got we've got social media pages. Oh yeah. We've got a website. <laughs> we've got an email. So yes. we've got an email. We've got like three. I just gestured to him to do the social media. So she didn't oblivious. take that cue. Oblivious. No, so obviously this is the quite useless podcast. Podcast, yes. So um, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or just on the internet. If you type in quite useless, it should come up. Yep, we're quiteuseless.co.uk. That's our website. Um, if you type in the Quite Useless Podcast on Facebook, we're there. We're at Quite Useless Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Also, I think we should start a hashtag, Quite Useless. Sure. Because then people will find Aaron's it in charge well. of the Instagram, so I don't know why I'm in charge of the Instagram. Because you asked to be barely run my own. <laughs> um, but also, we've, we've got an email. You can email us at hello at quite useless dot uk. I thought it was the generic one. If you want to email one of us, you can also email Jordan at quite useless dot uk or Aaron at quite useless dot uk or even Max to thank him for um, not coughing during the show. You can email him at Max at quite useless dot uk. We'll upload some pictures so you know what Max looks like and he's not just this ambiguous person. But if you've got any suggestions of what you might want us to talk about, thank you for interesting. If you have any feedback, that would be wonderful. We absolutely want any yeah, feedback. feedback. Whether it's positive be, or negative. Feedback will be you talk too much. Whatever it is, we're we're glad to hear it. Um as long as you're nice and polite. But yeah, any feedback, the any feedback suggestions. Be, the feedback will be, oh, I can't even speak. The feedback will be about what you, the way you say advertisement. 
if you wish to comment on that, we, we accept all kinds of, of artistic critique oh at the Quite Useless podcast. So contact us on social media, send us an email. That's hello at quiteuseless.co.uk. So I think that wraps us up. We haven't forgot anything else. We were, were we not meant to say that we're available on this, this, and this? Oh, yeah. Well, you, yeah. You probably know. We're, you've obviously you've accessed us on some kind of platform. But the podcast will be available on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube. Why not Spotify? Because there, there's, there, there are podcasts on Spotify. Are there? Mm-hmm. I listen to one where he like reads scary stories. Hmm. All right, maybe we'll look into that. But for now, we're on <laughs> iTunes, we're on SoundCloud, and we're on YouTube. Yep. So, thank you. Yes. For listening. In preparation for next week, here is Courtney Macken's song Negative, Negative Space. Space. We'll see you in two weeks. See only the negative space